the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halabi, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Arif Halaby. Thanks for being with me. We're talking about your family's finances, of course, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for the future. What is that all about when it comes to your retirement? Uh, boy, is uh, are you holding your breath yet? <laughs> right? Um, maybe. Maybe this time next week we'll know the answer. I'm, I'm hopeful uh, that it's going to be so clear, so easy to come to the same conclusion that it'll be, it'll be straightforward. Nonetheless, we know that life goes on. The sun will still come up tomorrow, and you're going to still have to save uh, money, invest, plan for retirement. Hopefully, if you will, enjoy life, regardless of what happens. I'm hopeful this pandemic is over. You can tell uh, that every time we turn around, Joe Biden wants to stress how miserable and horrible. Isn't it funny that, that one side, that's all they do. Everything is so bad, so bad, so bad. The only answer is to blow up the whole system. Everything is horrible, and and it's a very unique, almost uh, extreme characteristic that most of us would look at and say that has to be the the progressive left of America, is that everything is so bad, it's always bad, the world is horrible, and the United States is to blame. So I – look – you can you can certainly think that we are not a perfect country, and I'm I'll, I'll stand behind you in that line. But I've also traveled enough to other countries around the world enough to know that, um, guys, we have it pretty good here. We can certainly fix some things along the journey, but and unless you are going to run for office or write the book or do the podcast or sit in my chair and do a radio show, uh, what, close to 3,000 radio shows by now, unless you're going to do that, you're not going to agree with 100% of anybody. Me, your spouse, the president, that's not who you're voting for, right? You don't marry somebody saying, well, uh, you know, I I, uh, agree with 100% of them. They're just like me. Wow, what a boring 45 years of marriage, right? What a miserable life that's going to be. You want... Some disagreement. You want to sharpen your skills. Maybe you'll change your mind. Maybe maybe you'll improve some of the things in your life, right? You're not perfect either. So let's part of this uh, process as we go through. I, I was with somebody the other day and he said, yeah, but President Trump is so arrogant. I said, have you ever met a mayor or a governor or a CEO of a company 
or a president of the United States, anybody who thinks that they have the ability to lead the the largest, most powerful nation in the history of the, of recorded earth, the most powerful human being ever to walk the earth, besides Jesus Christ, in my opinion, the most powerful person in, in modern history or any history where they can push buttons and destroy nations, etc. And you're telling me that person is not going to be arrogant, full of themselves, have inflated self-esteem, self-worth? Of course. Have you ever met a judge who could sit and, and judge you? Have you ever met a lawyer who's one of the best in the industry? I mean, you understand? If you think you have that kind of power, you are that good, professional athlete, and on and on. Of course, there are, there's a level of arrogance. If you're going to judge by the most humble person should be president, then, then you and I have different standards. I just want you to fix the country. I want you to improve it. I want you to continue to make it better. So my, my concept of this is that you're going to live with this coming election for at least four years, maybe longer. The impact, the results through the Senate, the House, etc., And meanwhile, you're still going to want to retire. So I think the biggest issues that are coming down the road for your retirement accounts are going to be, it's going to be inflation and cost of living. Now, not tomorrow. I don't think inflation is going to rear its ugly head in the next, you know, four weeks or something like that. I I don't think that. I think what's going to happen is all of these dollars that are sitting through the system, right? All this money we've pumped in the front end of the system makes every single dollar less valuable because there are more of them. Just like if you were to go and then there's one pineapple left at the stand in Hawaii and you wanted pineapple, you just landed in Maui, you said, I need pineapple. And the guy says, I have one left. And there's three of you. Well, he could probably charge $100 for that pineapple and somebody would pay it. Well, what's the difference when you have truckloads of pineapple and you have one person that wants to buy them and he's just trying to get rid of them? Because he doesn't want to take them home tonight, so he's got to get rid of them. Hey, take them. Here you go. Take two. Two for the price of one. So when we have that much money floating around the system, you're going to see things happen. Real estate prices are going to go up. They're going to continue to go up. Why? It's just a normal thing, guys. I'm just a math guy. You're going to see certain investments go up. Some say gold, silver. I don't know. Can't, can't predict that. But you're also going to see the value of some of your pensions go down because your pension was built on the 20 or 30 or 40 years of you working. It accumulated a bucket of money. And now going forward, they say, we can now pay you out for the rest of your life, you know, um, statistically speaking. And so here's the challenge that I have with it, guys. Union pensions have always paid basically zero cost of living. They're not giving you any cost of living. You retire from local whatever, and your pension is $1,500 or $2,000 a month. That's going to be what it is three years, five years, 20 years from now. So a lot of the union pensions, some of them in in Southern California, you guys have uh, certain types of benefits, such as an IAP, Individual Account Plan. So think of it like a 401k or a 403b. In other words, it's pre-tax money. And when you leave there, 
my opinion is you should have that help supplement your income maybe in a year or two or five, but later on down the road. And its job is to make sure you can live the same quality of life while meanwhile your social security check or your union pension is not going to go up or very, very little. But you want to maintain the same standard of living. Maybe you have health care costs or other things that are going to start increasing your cost of living. But meanwhile, your pension, your paychecks just aren't going up. So today we're going to talk about that. We're going to try to get into a couple of ideas. What is it going to take to make sure that as we move forward, the inflation, the issues we have are not going to hurt your pocketbook? Okay. Well, we talked about union pensions and it's mostly where we see it is going to be some of the local uh, issues, some of the problems that we see with uh, carpenters unions and, and um, uh, grip unions. They're all fantastic groups of people. The pensions are hopefully going to be there forever. I like them. I like the guys and gals that, that are the members, the brothers, the sisters. But the systems, the pensions were not set up to give you 3 or 4% cost of living increase every year. They would go go belly up. So we have to supplement that. So how are we going to supplement that? Uh, as I mentioned, some of your retirement accounts. But I want to go over some of the other pensions. I've got a whole list of these things. So if you grab a piece of paper or pen, uh, I'll be able to kind of give you the solutions. But I want to lay out, some of you think that you have a city or a county pension that will always increase. Well, we have a 3% cost of living increase. Cal Sturs, we get 2.9. or That's nice. But if there isn't any money, do you think they will continue to do that? I mean, honestly, you have to ask yourself, if there isn't cash available, will they cancel the entire pension system and say, sorry, no more money? Or what will they do? They will probably tell you, hey, uh, we're going to just have to pause. That's what they'll say. Pause. We're going to suspend. We're going to stop the ability to have you get this increase of, of, uh, of payment and they will blame something. And I can promise you if it's a Republican president, they'll blame the president because if it isn't, they'll blame the economy. You see, big business is all in now. They are double down all in with the, with the liberal uh, cause. I think because they saw that the military for the liberal cause, the militia for the liberal cause, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, th- that group that destroy things, they had to make peace. They had to surrender. So what they did is big business surrendered to the Antifa military. And so until they're next, right? Until they get their head on the chopping block. It always works that way, by the way, guys. It it always does. It eats its own. Now, the damage, destruction that's left in the wake could be your pension. Because remember, your pension is not owned by you. It's owned by the entity. So if you have a a corporation or, or a large company, even if it's a publicly traded company, your pension is an asset of that company. So that's important you know that because if that company goes uh, out of business, you have to have a plan B. Your family, if they don't know that they don't get a lump sum when you pass away, meaning the day you retire, you say, hey, give me a monthly check 
or give me one big check. Give me a lump sum or give me here, – here's a good example. Give me uh, $1,800 a month or 400000 in cash. We just had this the other day. 1800 a month forever, 400000 in cash. Well, do you have other sources of income? Do you need the bucket of money? What's the purpose of the money? So you and your family have to decide most of the time, just so you know, most of the time, it does not make sense to leave your money behind if you have a lump sum pension option. And I think the reason the city, county, state doesn't give that to you as an option, CalPERS, CalSTRS, they don't give you a lump sum buyout option is because they think most people would take it and it would drain the, drain the system rather quickly. So I think that although you, you believe you have some sort of a, of a uh, you know, cost of living increase, I think they're going to pause that. I just think they have to. It's just a math problem. It isn't anything you know, nefarious. It's just a math problem. So here's another thing. A lot of people have counted on rental property. And I'm with you on that. I think that's a n- not a bad idea. Okay. Until they institute rent control. You understand it. Take a look. Drive around Santa Monica. Talk to anybody that owns uh, a building in a rent control neighborhood. We have clients that are millionaires paying $900 a month, two blocks from the beach. And they say, Eric, why would I move? It's an apartment. You know, I take long vacations. I'm in Europe for four weeks, right? I, I'm in the mountains, uh, the, the ocean. I, I go wherever I want to go. But this is my, uh, you can't even get in a, a hotel for this much a week, <laughs> two blocks from the water. Now you ask the landlord, what's happened to your property taxes? Well, they only go up. So when you get six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred dollar a month apartments, it actually costs you money to have that person squat in that apartment. <laughs> they will say, I don't squat, I pay rent. No, you don't. You don't even pay the expenses. So if you are somebody who says, Well, I own this many apartment buildings or this much rent, and the, the system comes in, and especially if you're in Southern California or LA County, and then what they do is they impose rent control, your profits, your income which is the difference between your expenses and the rent, that starts to get squished, which is a financial term. I learned it my second year in econ. (laughs) It's squished. It doesn't exist anymore. Until eventually, you have to kind of bribe these people to leave. right? I'll give you $5,000 plus two months free rent if you move so I can, air quotes, remodel the unit. And then you can get market rates. Now, I don't know if you can force them out depending on each jurisdiction, but sometimes people say, no, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. And the carpet is so bad in some of these places. The the folks just go get their own rugs and put it down. They buy their own appliances. They're saying, listen, for $810 a month, I'm, I'm two blocks from the ocean. You have no idea how amazing this is. But look at the outside, the paint, the roof, the parking lots. So my caution to you, if your main source of trying to keep up with the cost of living or inflation, that isn't here now, but it will be. Because to stay with the, the, the metaphors that I'm using and the analogies are built around apartments and income, do you fix your roof and repair it in the middle of a rainstorm or do you do it when it's in the middle of summer? When do you fix the roof to protect your assets. You don't want the apartment building to go away. 
So you fix the roof of your financial life when things are good. When inflation is low, we prepare for it. We don't pull the trigger and make everything happen right now, but you start building. There are fixed indexed annuities that are built specifically to have that little increase or even big increase each and every year. Let me give you the number again, guys. I didn't I didn't give it out at the beginning. Triple eight ninety nine retire. That's eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. That's triple eight nine nine seven three eight four seven. Triple eight ninety nine retire. Okay. As your family kind of thinks about this or as you think about this, because sometimes there's just one of you. We have seen a record number. I don't know if it's just the the maturity of my practice. In business, I don't know if it's a, a symptom of society or a combination of both. But I have seen more and more ladies that are in their 50s, 60s, and 70s that have never been married and never had children. Now, certainly they've had relationships and long-term ones, etc. But when they look left and right, they might have a couple of nieces or nephews. But really, it's up to them to take care of themselves. It's up to them to make sure they have health care later on in life, that they have somebody watching out for their finances so they don't get taken in any scams or frauds. It's up to them. And so that process of planning sometimes is left on your shoulders because we see that a lot. When when ladies are the ones that are handling their own finances uh, or men, we see that a little bit. I've had a couple this week where it's the single guys, never been married, no kids. Well, then that means all of the decisions come down to what you think is right for you and your family. So just make sure that as we're doing this, if you're the only one involved, the the only decision maker, that you kind of build a team around you, whether that's a good attorney or a good CPA or or tax preparer, depending on the sophistication of your tax problems. You need somebody to sit down, kind of go over with you the various choices and options so that you can you can grow your, your income and your wealth because you're, you're a one-income family, right? So we just have to plan for that. What about Social Security? That's another source of income for a lot of people in retirement. The type of pay raises that Social Security gives, and let's be clear, when President Obama was president, I think we had uh, one Social Security pay raise in the entire time that he was president in eight years. One. We had zero job growth between him and President, uh, sorry, zero wage growth as far as income between him and President Bush, uh, almost nothing in that uh, 10, 12 year period of time. Nothing. Wages stayed the same. Did a, a gallon of milk stay the same? No. Eggs, gas? Nope. Remember the Obama administration was, was trying to convince us the new normal was $5 gallon gas. And right now in Arizona and Mississippi uh, in in, uh, half of the country, it's under $2 a gallon. So you have to ask yourself, some people, some uh, political parties, some organizations just throw in the towel. They give up. They say, we're done. And others will say, all right, look, this is my financial life. The economy is going to do what it can do. I can't control the big ship, but I can control this little part, this little corner of mine. So because we expect Social Security to give zero or close to zero pay raises going forward, 
That's why we need that backup plan. So when we talk about fixed indexed annuities or fixed annuities, they have income features. Now, I don't want you paying fees. What is the difference between a fee and a cost? A fee is something you give and you don't receive anything in return. For example, you go to buy your car and what do you receive when you drive out and you pay $50,000 for a car? You receive a car. Simple. And they say, oh, oh, wait, we have car registration. Oh, 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 and we also have licensing fee, which is double. So 600 becomes 1200 And you say, well, what do you mean? What, what do I get? Do I get an extra spare tire for it? No, no, no. It's for the roads a- a- and to pay for you know, the, the law enforcement. And, okay. All right. I, I don't mind buying something. And then they turn around and they pass these propositions, right? They forget that you think about that. And then these propositions come along and they say, well, it's for the roads. You're like, but I thought I paid for that already. No, no, no. This is for law enforcement. Well, now law enforcement isn't popular. So we're not talking about them anymore. Now, what are we talking about? Children, healthcare workers. There are heroes right now. Healthcare workers. It's for the children and old people. Old people. There are heroes. The moment any side uses that, I go, geez, guys, come on. That's a new low. I'm sure it works, certainly for the ignorant that just go to work and do their thing and don't pay attention to, to politics or, or uh, you know, social things occurring in, in life, social issues. No, man, we're busy. But somebody has to pay attention because do you really think that the politicians are going to worry about you? I don't think so. So triple eight ninety nine retire triple eight ninety nine retire, and and look, I don't want the politicians to think of me. It's not their job. Me and my family's job is to take care of me. The politicians' job is to take care of the nation or the state or the city, whatever they're whatever they're entitled to uh, to control, if you will. They're entrusted to handle the macro issues. The more the Jimmy Carters of the world get involved in my day-to-day life, the more they mess things up. The more the Christy Smiths get involved with my day-to-day life, the more she messes things up. If you think California is run so awesome, so clean, so amazing, then keep voting for Democrat politicians. It, It isn't a secret. You can tell. They want to make electric cars everywhere. Oh, by the way, we're going to shut down electricity for a third of the state. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, because of high winds. Are you kidding me? We had high winds since the beginning of time. You didn't shut off electricity. Well, yeah, but now we have forest fires. Well, why didn't you take care of that? Oh, so the state of California's environmental management is now going to be the United States environmental management. Because you know Gavin Newsom is going to be part of this Biden administration if he gets elected. So they're going to take the failed ideas of California with rampant drug use, on the streets of San Francisco, Los Angeles, you think you're in a third world country. I've been to third world countries and I've seen people sleeping on the side in tents, except these people have more expensive tents from REI or from uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. I don't know where they get these tents from. I know they're not buying them. Our poor Boy Scouts, when we, when we would take them on trips, never had that kind of uh, camping equipment that these guys get to live on in the side of the road. And you know, they didn't pay for it. So... If you think that California is run so, so well with its pension system and its fiscal responsibility, well, now it's billions, probably close to a trillion dollars in debt, we'll know after this, then we should expect them to run the country. If you think they are so well with 
environmental management or energy management, then they should run the country. But they don't. So when I tell you that the Democrat politicians that, that run for the that are in the state assembly, don't let them be your Congress people. Say, listen, we've had enough of the Democrats on the, the city and state level. They've screwed it all up. Why would we want to give them more? Why would we want to give them the power to mess up this country? So that's part of that structure. All right, we're going to come back in a minute because I want to be able to touch base with you and give you the solutions to handle what I think is going to be coming inflation. Again, it's not tomorrow. The inflation is coming, but we need to prepare before the rains come. Fix the roof before the rains come. Get new windshield wipers before the rains come. You get it? I'm trying to give you a little bit here. Because I think if we plan properly, then your your smooth sailing of retirement will be just a blip. When inflation comes, you flip a switch and have more income coming into your financial life. You flip a switch and have less expenses going out the back door. So it gives you that freedom to be on the path to take care of you and your family. 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. Be back in just a minute on AM870. Give us a call. This is The Answer, AM870, The Answer, The Total Financial Hour. I'm Arif Hallaby. We'll be back in just a minute. Thanks for being with me. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now, higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Welcome back. Thanks for being with me. Thanks for returning if you uh, are, are back or just joining me. Arif Halaby is my name. Total Financial Solutions, TFS, Financial and Insurance Services, 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. TFS, Financial Insurance Services, every week at this time. We try to bring you a show that's uh, interesting, informative, that really integrate, uh, integrates <laughs> integrates your financial life with what's happening because it, it doesn't live in a vacuum. Politics affects your financial life. The social, the economics, those are all intertwined. So how do you enjoy life? How do you create an opportunity to be somebody that can retire at whatever age and still retain what I think is the most important? Now, you think a financial guy is going to say money, but it isn't. The most important thing in retirement is purpose. You have to have purpose. Somebody has to count on you somewhere to do something. And it isn't just your granddaughter once a week, although that helps for sure, because eventually she's going to grow up. It isn't just, oh, well, I, you don't understand the garage. I have to clean out the garage. Or if they have three closets and they're, okay, that's good. After next Tuesday, then what? Well, no, no. It, I mean, it might take a month. Okay. After a month, then what? Retirement, you should be somebody who is honest with yourself. Now, many people can and do deceive others. That's fine. That's your life you've chosen. You do what you got to do. That's your business. But what I don't want you to do is lie or deceive yourself. Because when you do that, you will never get better. You will never improve who you are or the people around you. They will not want to be around you. Frankly, it just becomes a, you become somebody who has excuses about everything. So how do we make sure that when 
inflation comes, not if, when, and it starts to increase the cost of things. We're already seeing it. You could see it in the larger purchases. It always happens in the larger purchases first and then trickles down. Home prices. You see it in gold. You see it in in automobiles. Now, right now, there's a little bit of a glut, so it's kind of hard. It's not necessarily the canary in the mine cage, uh, uh, mine shaft. It's back, but it will catch up once they go through this inventory that they've built up, and it was sitting in, you know, on rail yards and in, in uh, storage lots. Soon, that will start to kind of wean its way, and you'll start to see automobile prices increasing. Okay, so as all of this starts to go, people make and and do make decisions to leave change or adjust their lifestyle. So one of those is to move to a lower tax state. Now, first of all, you have to see what type of taxes do you pay? You may have income from sources that has very low income tax. So what if, you, if you're in a high income tax state? It may not in fact, uh, impact you directly because your income tax may be relatively low. But what if you're spending money because you like to travel, buy your RV, be in the boat, Gasoline or gas tax. So now you've got to look at that. What if you like a nicer home, a more expensive home, or a more exclusive neighborhood? Property tax. Look to see where the tax burden is for you. It is not the same as your brother-in-law, your cousin, your sister, your friend. It, it, they are different because everybody's financial makeup is a little different. So that's why I encourage you, especially this time of year, is to have a, a CPA or a tax preparer pay for a couple of hours of their time. And you're welcome to sit with them and us, or or I guess now video conferencing, whatever it works for you. And we sit down and we go over the options and we say, what does it look like? And how do we build this? And and, and then I I can tell you, okay, this is what we can do from our end. And then together, you can get a a relatively clear picture because the cost of living is going to go up. Not tomorrow, remember, but eventually. And so when it does, you have a couple of choices. Move to a lower tax state. But as a lot of Californians have found, going to Nevada, you have zero income tax. That's great. Wonderful. But your car insurance is almost double. So do you drive a fancier, more expensive car? Expect your car insurance to go up quite a bit. If you can recall back, I don't, maybe it was Prop 103, I don't remember. But years ago, we had car insurance that was just going through the roof because everybody would crash their car, hold their neck and say they had six family members in the car, you know, and you got to pay off everybody. In fact, my sister was involved in one of those car accidents where there was just one person driving. And uh, when uh, the state farm person came over, he said, okay, where were all these six people sitting? She's like, what six people? There's only one person in the car. And he ended up loading up the, you know, the car with everybody to get their 500 or $5,000. So these kinds of things happened quite a bit. They were rampant here in, in Southern California and California. We passed some laws and some rules. A lot of people were against them, specifically the attorneys. And sure, uh, sure enough, things kind of settled down. Well, Nevada is not that way yet. They're still in the old Wild West. Drive anywhere in Las Vegas and you see billboards everywhere. Been in an accident? Are you hurt? Does your employer call you a name? Did somebody look at you funny? Sue them, sue them, sue them. Right? All of a sudden, you know, were your feelings hurt? Give us a call. We'll help fix them. And you have attorney billboards everywhere. Sit in a hotel room for the commercials that are on local television, and they are commercials. So you're going to pay for that. So just know, well, I drive a you know, 1999 car. Okay, fine. Then you probably aren't going to have 
super high car insurance. But just know there's a little bit of a trade-off. People move to Texas. I love Texas, one of my favorite states. Great place to live. Lots of variations from the humid, uh, hot Houston area during the summer especially, all the way up to the the highlands and the mountains, and there's there's uh, really higher mountain ranges and cooler weather there. So how do you know what's the, what's the pros and cons there? Well, no income tax. Gasoline, very low, very, very inexpensive. Property tax, oh, surprise. The property tax is just about double for the same purchase price here in California. Maybe not quite double, but close. So how do you get around some of these things? Well, I told you a little trick. Just drive a, you know, don't drive a super expensive car in Nevada. But what about Texas? Well, if you have five or six acres and you have some sort of agricultural on it, I mean, there's certain rules. I'm not going to get into that here. Everything from uh, beehives to fruit trees to alfalfa. I mean, you can have a variety of things. You can apply for an agricultural exemption and your property taxes drop to about 10% of California. In other words, you drop from double to less than half. Boom. Big house, beautiful area, a lot of land, and it has to be agricultural uh, zoned. So there is a way to offset what is the negative about uh, Texas. The other part of it is, look, That is how they fund their school districts. That is how they fund their roads and police. So if you go to an area where the school district is not uh, huge and the high school is not – doesn't look like a a college football team if you've seen them. Their stadiums are enormous. College football in some cities has nothing on some of these uh, northern Dallas communities. Their football is, is incredible. Their programs. Well, somebody has to pay for that. That's your property tax. So how do you earn your income? If your income is 100% taxable, then by leaving California and going to a place like Nevada or Texas, then that savings is substantial. You just take a look. How much is that savings? And then spread it out over a year. See what your property taxes are and see if you actually save money. Right? If, if you make money and it's all a taxable event, your, your retirement income, pensions, uh, 401k withdrawals, whatever – and it's all taxed at a hundred percent bracket, you know whatever your tax bracket is. You don't have write-offs anymore because the kids are older, the business expenses are lower, so or, or non-existence because you're retired. Well, the property tax exemption that the state of Cal- that the uh, federal government gives you can help offset some of the taxability of that money. So, how do you make your money? Is it tax-free income? from Roth IRAs, or is it 401k money that is taxable? Social security, pension, on and on. All right. So I get the fleeing, the running from one place to another, but your hurricane insurance in Florida, by the way, guys, can be kind of high. Your homeowner's insurance is not going to be inexpensive. Gas is relatively inexpensive. Property taxes are pretty good. Zero income tax in Florida. But you will pay a little bit more in homeowner's insurance because they expect a hurricane to come in every so often and cause a a certain percentage of uh, damage. It's going to happen. Same thing with Louisiana. 
right? Southern Mississippi, Southern Alabama, that whole Gulf area is going to always get hurricanes. It isn't just today and it isn't a, a function of, you know, pumping fossil fuels in the air. Because the, the left has created this ignorance where if you forget eighth grade history or eighth grade science, then they can manipulate you. It's surprising to me because today with all of the information available, they can still lie to us. A, a great example. There's a water shortage. Uh, excuse me. This is the same amount of water that has been on the earth from the beginning of time. Right? It, it's either in the form of a gas, which is clouds, liquid, which is the ocean or rivers, or solid ice. So when I drink water and it evaporates from my skin, it goes up into the cloud and it becomes rain in Zimbabwe or something. I don't know. It doesn't go away when you use it and it, and it goes down into the sewer system and it percolates into the water table. And, and in three years, it becomes somebody else's drinking water. You realize it always circulates. So if the left is following the symbolism over substance, if the answer is to look like we're doing something but not really do something, then everybody high fives each other. They walk out the door and they go, whew, let's go get something to drink. And they think they actually accomplished something. Where in the, in the end of the story, that Proposition 65, I think, is that what it's called? In every single gas station, liquor store, restaurant, business, uh, office building, there's chemicals known to the state of California that cause cancer. So people, yeah, let's vote for that. They're going to have to tell us that there's chemicals there. Really, what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? Nothing. You still go into the office building. You still go see your doctor. You still pump your car in gas and gas and fill it up. The answer is we need to put the calorie count. We need to put calorie accounts on all of these fast food restaurants. How many calories is a hamburger and with the extra cheese and, and my tacos and fries? How many calories? Because that will help me not be fat. Okay. Uh, they passed that law. And now there's calorie counts on all of these menus. Who made lots of money? The menu makers. The sign makers. Man, they made a killing on this deal. And the lawyers, they, they walk around. They say, aha, you didn't put the proper calories for that chorizo. So they go after you and they say, oh, well, you're going to have to pay us to go away. You see, instead of telling people to stop eating carbs or to stop overeating whatever, we say you can't have a 32-ounce soda. And so then you say, well, well, well then what's the, what can I have? 16 ounce, but I want 32. So people just buy two of them. So now you have twice the waste of cups, twice the transportation costs of the lids and the straws, twice the, the cost to, to have the labor bring that on a pallet and deliver it to the facility. And we said, aha, nobody else is ever going to drink a 64-ounce or a 32-ounce beverage ever again, says New York City Bloomberg mayor. So don't be surprised if the symbolism over substance, if the Democrats win or continue to win or grow their power, that it will turn around and impact the cost of your retirement. Because all of those things, people want to just ignore. They just, oh, ooh, I'm busy. 
Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Woo. Look at look at that politician. They actually did something. Right? They create carpool lanes that do nothing but for three years create massive traffic while they build them. And then very few people use them. And they punish those that say, well, listen, I got to pick up my kids. I got to go get medication for my mom. I got to drop this. Sorry, I'm not going from point A to point B. But why is it your business? Build more freeways. I paid for them. I, I put gas in my car. Pay my taxes. So they build carpool lanes as if they're trying to manipulate behavior. And that is not the job of government. It's to provide services to the people. If you want to carpool with six people, carpool with six people. Right? We see that with mask wearing and with with staying open and coming to my store. Don't come. And then you have little snitches running around and they're trying to tell you, hey, uh, you know, I saw that nail salon open. Right? Somebody comes knocking on your door. That haircutting place. Oh, oh, oh. So you have to retake the power and understand the knowledge because if you're going to sit around and expect the pension to give you more money because you worked for 34 years, they don't even remember your name six months after you left. Or you think Social Security because you've put into it for 45 years, they don't care about you. You're just a number. I don't mean you're bad. I don't mean they're bad. Somebody's good. Nobody's good. I mean, the bottom line is you have to take care of you or your family takes care of you or, or your church or the charity. And if nobody else is left, then you know what? Then it's the government's job. But there's strings attached. You have to clean up the side of the freeways if you want a paycheck. If you want welfare, you don't get to sit around and watch Oprah or, or Donahue or whatever the latest reruns are on TV. No, no, no. You have to get up, go to work. You have to sweep, you have to clean, you have to fix, repair. What is your skill? What is your strength? Find out where you spend the money on the most and you get to make decisions. I spend more money at the theater, so I want shows. That's my interest. Music, fine. Then what we do is we go to a place where that exists. And guess what that might be? Could be Las Vegas. Now, maybe not the city city of Las Vegas, right? It's a little seedy. In fact, normal people that live there rarely go down to the, to the strip. No more often than most of you. Not, not all of you or most of you. right? I can't tell you the last time I've been to a theme park. And we have, what, four or five of them right here? And I could throw a rock at almost. If I did that, I would just say I was protesting for Antifa. But I'm just speaking as a metaphor. I wouldn't really throw a rock. But in other words, that's how close it would be. So your family... It's going to be different. Oh, I like the outdoors. I want to live. Well, well, Tennessee has amazing outdoors. You're going to pay less in many, many areas. But the home prices in, in Franklin and Nashville and some of the areas outside of uh, Memphis and, you know, not, the, not, again, the downtown areas, forget that. Some of those areas, the costs are, are enormous for a home. Yes, it's a beautiful house, but it's six, seven hundred thousand. Now, you might say, Eric, that's nothing compared to my $1.4 million. That's true. But it's not the cost of a house in Texas. It's certainly not the cost of a house in, in most parts of Nevada. So you're going to pay more in retirement. Property taxes are lower. Gas and expenses are generally lower. But you're in the middle of the country. I want to go visit whatever. Get in a plane. You're going to drive for a day and a half, 16 hours, 19 hours. So there's trade-offs. 
Where is it that you guys spend the most money? Then we find the least expensive of that option. Whether it's automobiles, I have four cars, I want my RV, my boat. Okay, car registration is important to you then, isn't it? Let's make sure that's pretty low. Gas is important to you. Oh, most of my money is coming from tax-free bonds or Roth IRAs or, or Roth 401ks or disability pensions from the VA. Wonderful. Then that means income tax is irrelevant to you. So we need to be in a place where maybe income tax is a little higher because that doesn't matter to you, but car registration is lower. You want to be next to a theater. So there's a couple of really good websites. I'm going to tell you about them. Bankrate.com has one. Bankrate.com. But also uh, MarketWatch. Com. Both MarketWatch and Bankrate have places where you can uh, type in basically, where do I want to live or what's the least expensive? And you select the features that matter to you. So you can select this matters, this matters. And you can come up with different options. Oh, I want to be in a smaller city. Uh, I need to be next to a cancer hospital, one of the top. Because this can change everything about, you know, what you thought. You might not have ever thought that some of the best uh, medical coverage in the country is in Arkansas. Like, what? That's not a, there's no university of whatever. No, no, no. But there's a place called Walmart Family. And the University of Arkansas Medical Center is one of the, one of the top, most sought out for certain areas of medicine. And that's a great thing, and it's very inexpensive. But if you're going to retire early, let's say in your 50s or early 60s, before Medicare kicks in, before other insurances, then healthcare is a big part of it. So you have to check, check the boxes. Hey, healthcare matters to me. Do you, do you see where I'm going? It's, it depends on the features or the problems that you are trying to solve for you. Because a lot of people don't realize. That in retirement, you can have choices between FaceTime, FedEx, fax machines. You pretty much have a whole new world. Now, not right now, but ultimately the airlines, $39, $49, $79, jump on a plane. You know, the highway system is, is quite impeccable. You can get on a car and drive and just go. It's a, it's a nice experience to just get somewhere in a very short period of time. And this gives you, I think, the experiences that you want. Because in retirement, it is not just about stuff. Most people start purging the, their lives of things, stuff. Hey, kids, come over and get what you want. But what about working part-time? What about if your life is not about just accumulating stuff, but it's experiences, but now I want to work in a place where that experience becomes a bigger part of my life, meaning I don't care about the money anymore. I wanted to work in you know, a nursery for flowers, but it didn't pay very well, and I needed to pay for a family. So well, my family's grown. My bills are paid off. I have money in the bank. Now I can work at a nursery and make peanuts. It's okay. A lot of seniors very financially successful seniors are animal caretakers, whether they walk dogs or they, or they babysit, you know, what is it? Dog sit. I even have relatives that are docents or tour guides and they've spent a long time as a tour guide 
in tourist areas. It helps them afford to live there. It gives them discounts or even free access to the thing that they are passionate about, whether it's museums or whether it's uh, uh, the tar pits or or places up in Carmel. I mean, really any place that you want to live that might be a little bit more expensive, well, you can have access to that. And besides, eh, the tour guides, the cost, sometimes you get tips and you meet people and it's an exciting uh, part of life. And we are starting to see more and more share rooms. Rent out the back part of their house, renting out upstairs, renting out downstairs. So in many cases, these ADUs, these, these uh, what is it, accelerated dwelling units, right? The, these extra dwelling units. As you have that, nothing wrong with making a little extra income to help offset inflation. Nothing wrong with having that extra little uh, friendship. M- you know, maybe they don't want to be friends. <laughs> We've seen it where they just come and go and all the check is there no matter what and they don't want anything to do with you. That may be disappointing to you in some parts, but if you're a young enough retiree, maybe the person renting is you. Maybe you say, listen, I want to rent out my house in California. I'm not sure where I want to live yet, but I can go to different places and rent out a room for six months or rent out a, a, a guest house or, or a casita. And these give you options to use it as a base of operations to go see the rest of Sedona and Arizona, the Grand Canyon. Nope, I don't want to live here. Come back. Gives you the ability to go live somewhere for six months. Nope, I don't want to live there. And then finally, you find the place you want to be, and now... You can live there or you can buy a house. You can move. A couple others, guys, real quick as we finish up this hour of the program. Start thinking of temp work. Remember, consulting or temporary work from the career field that you left keeps you sharp, keeps you interested, and really keeps you interesting. Because a lot of times when people retire, their growth is stunted. And I don't want that to happen to you intellectually, emotionally. I want that to continue to happen. Hey, thanks for being with me to this hour of the program. Arif Hallaby, the Total Financial Hour. <laughs> Total Financial Solutions, TFS Financial. Don't forget to vote. I don't care who you're voting for. I do, but I still want you to vote first. All right? Then we are a free country. Total Financial Solutions, I'm Arif Hallaby. 888 retire Hey, thanks for being with me. Have a great week. I'll retire comfortably. Thanks to Arif Hallaby. Now every dollar's...